Happy 2024, everyone, and welcome to episode 154 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, coming to you from Gadigal Land. I'm still on my summer break and a bit busy with doing a few life admin things at the moment, but I thought rather than leave you in silence, I'd bring you another episode from the archives. If you've been listening to the podcast, you might have listened to my previous inspiration from the archives episodes, two on colour and one on risk. This is one all about getting into the zone or the flow state when you're painting. If you're a creative, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's when those negative voices quieten in your head. The work seems to come effortlessly, almost as if you're not controlling it. And most importantly, when you look at your phone, you realise you miraculously haven't touched it for hours. And I've asked nearly every podcast guest about what they need to get into that state. So I have many, many replies to that question, but I've narrowed it down to just a handful. And I'm sure I've missed some brilliant ones, but hopefully these ones will inspire you. But before we launch into that, I want to give you an update on the YouTube channel. My latest video is a little bit different. It's an interview with US artist Sandy Hester. She's from Nashville, Tennessee, and has a fabulous YouTube channel where she not only shows you how she achieves her loose style of painting, but she also takes you along as she experiments with different art supplies, from inks to paints to oil pastels on different types of paper and canvas, and she just shares her sheer joy of painting. Her channel is called Bits of an Artist's Life and it's free, but she also has a few paid courses on her website, including one called Everything You Want and Need to Know About Acrylics, where, as the title suggests, she shares everything she's learnt over the years and doesn't hold back. She also has a brilliant, goofy sense of humour, which I love, and she encourages you to, as she puts it, get out of your blubbity blub head, which I've got to say I have to do from time to time. I've put a link to that 40-minute video in the show notes, but also included an audio clip from the video at the end of this episode. I've also uploaded part one of my two-part video from my interview with excellent portraitist Paul Newton. We talk in that video about some of my favourites of his portraits, but I've got a part two coming up, which is going to be online soon, where you'll be getting the inside scoop of the colours on his palette, as well as mixing tips. It's going to be a dream for up-and-coming portraitists or even experienced portraitists who are just curious about what is on that palette. Also, uh, with each artist in this episode, I've put a link to their podcast interview and YouTube video. So if you're interested in what they have to say, you can go back and listen to the full conversation and see more of their work and in many cases, see inside their studios in those YouTube videos. Also, if you like this episode, you might also like to listen to the other inspiration from the archives episodes, which I've linked in the show notes as well. So here are the replies my podcast guests have given me to the question of what conditions do they need to get into that flow state? And I'm starting off with the answers from Julie Nicholson and Fiona Verity, who are not only artists, but also the hosts of the Art Wank podcast. Okay, Julie, next one. Um, How do you get into the flow of painting? Like, how do you get into the zone? Oh, good question, Maria. No, because with three kids, Maria, every five minutes you've got, especially with homeschooling, it was literally get up at six, paint till eight, come back, do it all, 
brekkies, get everyone up, go back for 10 minutes, go in, go out. It, it, mm. I do not have to be in a zone. And I, I get into a zone, but if the zone is mixed in a bit of paint, um, it'll come. And if you make a bad mark, you can paint over it. So I just think you can't be precious. Yeah, um, right. So you're not waiting and, for that inspirational moment or anything? Well, nothing would ever happen, Maria, no. <laughs> okay, Fiona, what about you? How do I get into the zone? Yeah. Um, headphones have been really good, Maria. The, the house next door to me. Oops. Oh, Fiona. She's dropped off. She's gone. Maybe the house next door to has fallen on her. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite her back again. Ah, here she is. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I cut myself off. I cut myself off by tapping my headphones. (laughs) You're such a knob. You're back now. That's the main thing. I'm so sorry. That's okay. So how do I get into the zone? Don't touch the headphones. I put my headphones on and just start. I've just got to start. And then once I've started, I can't stop. Yeah, right. So So you don't have trouble starting, though. God, no. I have trouble stopping, Maria. That's my problem. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I, I, yeah, definitely. I think if, if I was at school now, they'd have me on every tablet under the sun because I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm on every spectrum possibly. But I think it's a good thing. And I've realized yeah. that, you know, yeah. that um, obsessiveness is not a bad thing. Um, I'm your tablet. So I'm reining you in. I do take my tablets, but I probably could be on more tablets. Well, it's good being, you know what, it's good being having a lot of energy and being yes, like that is. because, you know, if you don't have trouble starting, I think that's like 90% of the problem solved right there, but, you know. But I think it doesn't matter whether you're painting, writing, um, making music, whatever creative pursuit it is, just start, you know. Yeah. You just tell yourself you're going to do 10 minutes. Yeah. And the best thing then is like before you know it it's been an hour yeah yeah no I do, definitely I, I do have a, a problem Maria with the housework or cooking or because you don't do start. it that's yeah. what I mean I don't ever do any of that yeah so instead of putting art off by doing the housework you put the housework off by doing the art brilliant yes. I love that <laughs> I've interviewed Anne Thompson three times, but this is from our 2018 interview. Yes, that phrase, which uh, is something that I came upon as I started painting, you know, becoming an artist outside of art school and having my own studio. And um, and then I found that I, when I was painting, I would go into that other space. It's like a meditation in a way. And... And uh, so I'm an artist who has to turn off the music and the other sound because I want to be just there. But some some artists need music to sort of put them in that in their mm. space. Mm. Um, but uh, do you find it easy to get into that space? Like, will you get into that every day, every time you paint? Do you think to get into that space for me? It's always hard. Oh, really? <laughs> In a way. Yeah. You have to mix up the paint and um, and just do things to start it off to get there because I always think what I'm going, it's impossible. But, uh, you know, it's hard. Here's Joshua Yeldum, who I caught up with in his Sydney studio in 2020. 
So I suppose in practical terms, to be prepared for that to happen, you have to be ready to go at any moment sort of a thing. Yes. Do you think that's the practice? Yeah. Well, the practice is practice in the from my love of Eastern studies is the practice is daily, but the practice is not I paint daily. The practice is that I I learn to complete sequences. So whether I'm washing up, I learn to do the washing up, but do it as a sequence that is no different to painting. So the sequences fulfill the suds, make the little bowl. I make a little bowl with suds. I start cleaning the plates. You create your rhythm. And as I do that, my goal in life is to get to a point where that should be no different in joy to the joy of painting. Because if my brain plays the other game, oh, fuck this cleaning up, I just want to paint, I'm setting myself up for this roller coaster of I can paint, I can't paint, I can paint, right? Yeah. So if I can change it to rhythm and movement of my fingers with soap suds and how I hold a plate and how I rub it and put it, however my, my wife would laugh at me and say I, I'm such a poor cleaner. But, you know, in, in, in that realm of, of things like the way I grow plants on bamboo, er, everything is the practice. And I think that's what we've adopted from the East is that everything leads to the painting. Everything leads to the way I hold my children's hand down to the bus stop. Everything is everything. It's all unified. And the, the, it's a, my, one of my great mentors, who was a painter, struggled so much because um, uh, he craved painting so much that everything else was a hindrance. You know, everything was a hint, And I just saw that as, okay, I've got to change my software and download a different module because otherwise I'll be eaten up because I, I want to create so much. And if I see things as stopping me, uh, I'll go nuts. I met up with Antonia Merljack in her Sydney studio in 2020. Another thing I like talking about is, is, you know, how artists get into the flow of painting each day. Do you find that when you get here you're ready to go or do you find you need certain conditions in the studio? I think it's a mindset. Coming into the studio every day is a mindset. Being an artist is a mindset. You have to sort of say, you know what, I've got work today and I need to finish this and I need to finish that. And it's almost like you have to wind yourself up to do it because there's no formula to your practice so you do need to wind yourself up and there are maybe things that some people do some people start with coffee and a read or they might start with music or even just sitting in the space and looking for me um, the best way, oh, you know, one really good way of starting work is tidying up. <laughs> Do you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everybody, I think everybody has a ritual. Mine is a mindset. I interviewed Wendy Sharp in 2018 and 2020. Here's a, a clip from our 2020 conversation. In order to do that, you have to sort of almost be in the zone to do that drawing. You absolutely do. You need to be, you do. To do that type of drawing, you need to be, I think, you need to be on your own or at least feel like you're on your own, but I think you need to be on your own. It might even just be sitting in your own world somewhere. I guess you could even be on a bus if you can 
get away from people mentally, but you need to be doing it where no one else is looking at what you're doing so that you don't censor yourself. And I don't mean censor yourself because it's rude. I mean censor yourself because it might be dumb. So you think, so you're not thinking, I better not do that, be silly. Just go with the flow. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? And you will find that if you do enough of that, you will start to work out what you want to say, what the composition is, and all sorts of ideas. I think, you know, that's the time when you absolutely need to focus. And although uh, I do, I listen to music, but I also listen a lot to podcasts and audio books, I can't listen to an audio book when I'm doing that or anything because you really need to be just kind of going into your own world a bit. You know, you can't. You can't listen to words while you're trying to do that. No, totally. I caught up with Lewis Miller back in 2017 in his Melbourne studio, and here's a clip from our chat. I think uh, try to have a good sleep. Or if, for example, if I'm doing a port- starting a portrait or working with a figure, you, you don't want to be tired or hungover or sick, or um, you don't want to have you don't want to have too much coffee, for example. Mm. Um, um, uh, what about music? Oh, sometimes I play music. Uh, depends on. Who the, who the person is. If I'm doing still life, I usually play a certain piece of music that I like at the time. Cause that can really disrupt your, your um, flow, I guess. Um, make sure you're not going to have any interruptions. Turn the mobile phone off. <laughs> uh, um, and just try to make everything as positive it has a, the same as it was in the past when it has worked, has it possibly worked. I've interviewed Aida Tomescu three times, but this is from my 2017 interview in her Sydney studio. I think you asked me about the studio at some point, whether, you know, what kind of studio I want. I was brought up in a country where you may do is what you had and what you're given. Um, and so I never had the comfort of the studio as I wanted it. It would be nice one day. Uh, so I've always either struggled more, struggled less with spaces that had a certain difficulty about them, uh, but you make them work. And I think sometimes you concentrate better. I remember when I had students, you know, in uh, certain situations in the studio weren't very good. I used to remind them that you can come up with the best work in, in, um, in places, uh, in very uncomfortable places, because they help you concentrate harder. Yeah. So uh, pretty much you can do work where you can concentrate. So what I can't do is, is a disruption, a lot of disruption to the day, I can't, or di- disruption to the week. I like long weeks and long months where there is no disruption, nothing pulling on me, nothing mm. asking or demanding things of me. So I normally just pick out the envelope of the bills from the mail and nothing else uh, so that I'm not late with that at least. Otherwise, that would create a whole set of new complications. Um, and try so to make it to simplify my life. It's, I pretty much simplify my life uh, just simplify it all together. Does that uh, mean you would go for days without sort of socialising? Oh, absolutely. Weeks, months, six months, longer. Uh, well, some of my best friends are the ones that understand that. So uh, we pick up the other day, I saw a friend that I've not seen since Christmas Day, but it didn't seem to matter. <laughs> so that, so you don't ever feel lonely or disconnected? No, no, it's interesting. No. Uh, no, and, and it's a question that happens often, you know, whether you feel lonely in the studio when you paint. Goodness, uh, no, I don't know, you know, you 
talking to those paintings again. Uh, um, no, mm. no that don't, you don't feel at all if anything. Mm. Uh, you're forever surrounded by a lot of presences because they, they come to life and it's not a crazy thing to say. It's um, they certain things that, that need you and that need is greater than yours. Mm. So you can't have needs mm. uh, of loneliness or neediness for something or other. Um, all you need is that you kind of uh, stand upright enough and have the strength enough to continue. In this next clip, you'll hear from David Griggs, who I interviewed in 2020. Yeah, I know, I know when I'm in the vibe, <clears throat> when I'm really in that painting zone where I don't often look at my phone. And then if I do or I need to because of whatever, you know, whatever reason you need to look at your phone and then on that day, I'll notice when I finish for the evening and I finally look at my phone, it's got bloody paint all over it, you know, because it's like I haven't taken my gloves off to look at the phone. I haven't, it's like, yeah, there's a whatever, like I'll message that person later or I'll check that email later It's like, and then I'll throw it back down. It's like... You know, yeah, so you, right. you have to also be really strict with how much you're going to let in mm. to your mind during that working process. In this next clip, you'll hear from Idris Murphy, who I've interviewed twice. This is from our 2023 interview in front of an audience at the SH Irvin Gallery. Well, well the, the whole point, in a way, um, is that spontaneous, intuitive thing. That's what, that's what you want to get to. Yeah. Well, do you find that's a rare state to be in? It's um, a good question, actually, rare state. It's certainly... See, the problem is you can't anticipate it. It happens outside you. And so something happens there where you give up control... Um, uh, Jeanette Witterson uses a phrase, what was that? Um, it, it's basically um, about surrender. Yeah. But it's a paradox because, as she said, it's active surrender. So that, that, that's, that's the crutch of this. When you get the great pictures, this is what's happened. Something transcends the, the skill, the ability of the artist. I met up with Catherine Longhurst in her Sydney studio in 2019. As to routine, I think, um, once again, I, I did a stint in, in telemarketing and in sales, and I got a lot of um, tools and techniques to... Because when, when you're in sales, it is really really hard to get started to make that first phone call of the day um, to make an appointment with a client to go and see them it procrastination procrastination mm. and it's the same thing when you when you paint you in the studio and you do everything else first you go and clean the kitchen is so clean and <laughs> then you do a bit of vacuuming and then you need to put on another lot of washing so i'm using the same techniques as i used in business to get me started in the morning it's um it's a really good book 
It's called yeah. Eat That Frog. Oh, yes, I've heard of that too. Have you heard of yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's very frog, salesy, yeah. it's very corporate yeah. speak, but the message from it is like if you do the hardest, most difficult thing first thing in the morning, that's the worst part of the day gone and everything else is going to be easy. Mm. Um, so, so will you think about that the day before and think I'm going to start with that? Or just when you come no, in the studio? No, it's when you, you come like, into the studio. You just have to force yourself. Those first 15 minutes, it's pure willpower. It's really you have to force yourself to stay and to to just push through that, that oh, I can't do this, can't do this, you know. And mm-hmm. once you, you reach past those first 15 minutes, breathe. Easy. Yeah, right. You you get into it. You get into the flow. It's just you know, yeah. it's just the the getting started, and that's what I think a lot of artists um, struggle. That Definitely. I spoke with Anthony White online in 2022 from his studio in France. Well, there's a couple of things that I uh, have identified. I find that music, if I'm painting, right, then music helps straight away. A- and writing, the writing oh, gives me that energy as well. That's interesting. So I'll go look through these diaries that I've been um, documenting things for a while, since 2010. So there's a, a few there. So I'll go back through those diaries and I'll start looking at things that I had documented, little drawings in there or, or like newspaper clippings and phrases and things like that. And then, yeah, it gives me a bit of energy to commence work. And then I'll put on music. And, yeah, music because it takes you out of your intellectual mind, hey. Yeah. It takes you out of that place and it gives you some sort of flow you know, ultimately, you know, there's that cliche that, you know, like when you lose track of time, the same in the kitchen. When you lose track of time, that means that you're in this place that's linked to creativity. I interviewed Bernard Ollis in his Sydney studio in 2018. So my first thing that I do is I walk in and look at what I did the day before, the night before. I paint pretty much every day. Mm. So I weekends so I, as well. Weekends yeah, as well. Right. I mean, I don't. I, I, sometimes someone says it's Saturday. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I thought it was Tuesday. I mean, are you you live in your own world in the studio. I mean, I have obviously have to do other things in life, like you know, answer, you know, emails and go shopping and all those. But but overall, I try the routine and discipline of painting all the time. I always put the work up overnight sometimes even with marks on it saying rubbish, change this or whatever, <laughs> and I pin it up there. So the, my first thing that I do in the morning is I look at what I've just done and think, oh, I thought that worked. It doesn't. There's something wrong with that. Oh, maybe. And I come up with ideas. So that's mm. my starting point. Mm. When I'm in the flow state, I like to put on a piece of usually classical music, and it can be anything from Shostakovich to Sibelius to Tchaikovsky to uh, Elena Katz-Chernin. To, I, I want to play and have some music going in the studio that transports me into 
my headspace, mm. particularly if I've been thinking about something else or mm. annoyed about, you know, whatever it is in mm. the world or just heard Donald Trump speak or something. <laughs> I think I need That'll to... do I, it. <laughs> exactly. I need to just get into my own world. And so that's the way I do that. So that's my next thing is to put music on and to try a favourite piece or, or mm. listen to Classic FM and just get into that zone. I interviewed Kim Lutwala online in the middle of the Sydney 2021 lockdown. Yeah, I guess on a painting day, I will I will wake up and be like, okay, today is definitely a day to create some artwork. And I'll go into the studio before I've even peed or brushed my teeth or eaten anything. And I'll just start working. And eventually it builds up so much that I actually have to go and get ready for the day and come back. Um, but I get into this sort of flow state. It's a very Zen state. Um, and I don't realize that I'm painting. Um, and it happens with drawing too. I actually, I don't really draw anymore other than a sketch. Um, but the other day I did a drawing of my friend Georgia and I was getting into it so much so that, um, I got a message being like, Oh, are you done with it yet? And it had been four and a half hours. And I had no idea that that time had gone by. Um, so I, you know, I can go for four five, six, seven, eight hours. Um, and when I was getting ready for my solo show, I was doing 16 hour painting days with no breaks, oh, you're just kidding. quickly like shove something in my mouth quickly. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't recommend that. That was definitely pushing myself really hard, but, um, on a typical day, eight to 10 hours, probably. I interviewed Sydney painter Tim Maguire in 2020, and here's part of that conversation. I, I'm easily distracted. So if I'm in the studio and I, and I sort of made a pact mus- with myself and I'm just going to go every day, then I kind of get into that zone. Mm. Um, starting a painting is quite hard. Um, that's probably the case for a lot of artists. Um, once you get going, then they have their own momentum. And then you get to a point where, you know, you're kind of really desperate to get to the studio to sort of see if you can resolve it. And I'll be sort of thinking about it at night and, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. And these I've taken to taking photos of the painting when I leave this studio and then I'll pull my phone out at two in the morning and look at it and think, <laughs> oh, can I do this to that or is that working? Um, is, it, did it, is it, you know, is it still there? Um, uh, so that it becomes a bit of a compulsion. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've found to that end it's quite useful to have more than one thing on the go because otherwise you sort of finish painting and then you sort of like you stop. But if you can, if you can sort of surreptitiously start another one while you're focusing on finishing something then you you can I can keep the I can keep the the wheels spinning that's a really good uh, really good idea this next clip is from Belinda Street who I interviewed as part of the Newcastle Art Gallery's live interview program in 2022 oh look that's really difficult to get in there's like about five cups of tea <laughs> you know you walk into the studio and you think oh just I'll just tidy that up and I kind of pace, I pace the studio and I'll, you know, sort of look at the paintings out of the corner of my eye and, you know, sort of try and catch them unawares. Like sometimes I'll drag them out into the backyard and I'll walk to, you know, the far corner of the lawn and I'd let them catch me by surprise a bit because then those bits sometimes that aren't working will jump out at you a bit more and you'll sort of turn, you'll look at it and you go, 
Oh, it's that bottom right corner. <laughs> That's you know? true, isn't it? And you might yeah, not yeah. know exactly what it is about that corner, mm. but you go back in and think, okay, well, this is what I'm going to try. Um, but yeah, getting into the rhythm, I think it can be hard. You know, I do turn up a bit cold, you know what I mean, in the morning. And um, once I start painting, it's usually fine. Mm. Um, so some healthy procrastination beforehand. Yes, yeah. usually. I interviewed Yvette Coppersmith online in her Melbourne studio in 2022 and here is part of our conversation. I think one of the things that is a challenge is that we all face is that with there's um, emails that are coming in and messages constantly on our phone and if you take that into the studio, it's really hard to switch off and paint while you think someone's waiting for a response within the hour and that really breaks up your flow. So I've really, my new sort of, thing is well if I just tell everyone I can't who are expecting a response if if people know that I will get to them either in the morning so before lunch or after six o'clock and then I have a mentally a break and for myself just to sort of be like that time I'm going to work in the studio and I may start earlier but I won't um feel compelled to reply to everything straight away until I finish that. So I can build in a space, a mental space for myself. Mm. Yeah, you need sort of to set boundaries, don't you? And and you sort of think that ev- that everything's urgent, but actually it can wait. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, painting, it is a very physical thing. There are ways to fast track a flow state and I definitely feel like exercise is one of them. Like going for a run, doing yoga, I think that or doing some weeding really subtly helps you just get more into a flow state more quickly. In this next clip, you'll hear from Tim Storia, who I met up with in 2019 in his studio in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales. I can't remember exactly how long ago, but I remember the the year uh, was when Sam Fulbrook won the Archibald Prize. Oh, yeah. So it was in the 80s, and um, Olsen and Purvis and myself and a few other people were out at Lake Eyre, and we picked up on a service station a copy of Pick's Post. And there's Sam. Sam's in there, and he's saying, um, they've interviewed him, and he's saying, uh, well, being an artist is just like owning a corner store. You have your incomings and your outgoings, and it's pretty simple. And the the fact is that, um, you, you know, you get up in the morning and you pull your pants on and go to work. Mm. I mean, just like a policeman, and hit, hit the stove. And so I did that at 9 o'clock, and I stay there till about 6 or 7. All oh, right. Um, and do you find that it's you get into the flow pretty quickly? Oh, I break off occasionally and read. Yeah. Yeah. Energy's a different thing at 70 than it was at 30, but um, you've got to understand that, I mean, at 70 years old, there's not much else to do. I don't play golf. Uh, my dad did. I used to play bad golf. Um, but so what else do you do? Yeah. Well... You, you want know. a divorce? Try and talk to your wife for 12 hours. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't work either. You've got to get out of the house. Oh, yeah, of course. And so I've got a fantastic studio up there and I can do what I like and so that's what I do. So in a way, it's not, it, it's not just your job, it's also your enjoyment. Of course. In this next clip, you're going to hear from Jackie Stockdale when I spoke with her in 2018 in front of an audience in Melbourne. I do like being by myself and I don't really listen... 
I do listen to talking with painters, actually. <laughs> I listen to Eckhart Tolle on The Power of Now. I love him. Oh, yeah. Um, it's but, an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I listen to audio stuff, but not really. I actually just like nothing. Nothing. Mm. I don't like... I just... It's so entertaining enough. Is that the word? <laughs> well, you get absorbed. Yeah, it, it is. Totally like, absorbed. it takes a lot of concentration, you know. I, mm. I just like going there and, the, and maybe put the heater on, like, just make sure I'm comfortable. And, yeah, I don't really need much. Mm. And lastly, here's a clip from my YouTube conversation with American artist and YouTuber Sandy Hester. How do I get into painting pretty quickly the next day? It starts for me the night before. I love falling asleep thinking about, I will often come in here, turn the lights on, either look at something I did that day or if I know I've got something that I'm working on. I love coming in, looking at it, um, or especially if I have new materials, like to try. It's very, very hard to like not try them that day. I'm like, no, you're going to be so glad that you're going to come in in the morning and have all these new materials to try. Just have some self-control, Sandy. Go to bed. Think about it. Get excited about what paper you're going to use, blah, blah. But there's a lot of just thinking that I do about for the next day. That's how my prep starts is getting excited about um, and I've learned to like leave myself, like not finish it sometimes to be like, you're going to be really glad that you didn't like wrap this up today. Just leave yourself a little nugget and I'll think about it as, as I'm going to bed or um, think about maybe a different mixture that maybe I want to see what Ross Sienna does to all my colors. And I don't just there's constant thinking like that. Hope you enjoyed these clips from past episodes. If you have, you might like to also have a look at my summer reels from the archives on Instagram, where for the last few weeks I've been posting inspirational video clips of past guests, and I've put a link to my Instagram page in the show notes. Again, thanks for everyone who has rated and reviewed on Apple Podcasts. I'm very grateful because it gets the show to so many more people around the world. Thank you for listening and hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking with Painters.